0: My next guest today has an incredible story, and I'm so excited because she's not only a friend, but I just absolutely love what she does. So let me tell you a little bit about her. So Jamie Marathieu is a mandala artist in Ontario, Canada. She immersed herself in this art form originally as a way of healing from deep depression and grief and has since evolved. She now spends her days creating from her passion and teaching others how to create these beautiful designs. She strives to inspire others to spend more time doing the things that set their souls on fire and live happier lives. So I know you are just going to absolutely love the story of how Jamie uh, became a mandala artist, but also has become quite well known in the social media world with her following on TikTok. So uh, let's go meet Jamie and hear all about the Myronies in her life. Hi, Jamie, and thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited to hear your story on so many different levels. In uh, the intro that um, I just gave, you know, saying that you're a mandala artist, but I also was mentioning how you literally blew up TikTok. So we're going to get into that a little (laughs) bit later. But first off, thanks again for being
1: here. I'm so excited to be here and chatting with you, Alicia. I love all of our conversations. So spending time with you is never, never even a second thought like, yep, we'll, we'll figure out when we can do it and I, I'll do it as often as I can with you.
0: Oh, I love that so much. And, you know, right back at you. But, you know, the mm-hmm. thing is, is that, you know, the concept of irony is the crazy coincidences that happen in life that we can't explain. So uh, for our mm-hmm. listeners, we met through a networking group called the Serving Circle. Ser- Circle, which is uh, by Tyson Sharp, who's actually an Australian. And, you know, it, it's wonderful because we get to connect, you know, all around the world. But I will say the first time I started seeing your artwork, I mean, I was just like, just so blown away. And I have to admit, I don't know much about Manzala art. So, you know, we're going to go into that. But um, just so uh, the listeners know, where are you um, calling in
1: from? I live in uh, Camelcroft, Ontario, which is about an hour and a half east of Toronto. Um, And I've lived here my whole life. I lived on the East Coast as well. But now I live on a farm with my friends. They have a 50 acre farm. And there's horses and donkeys and dogs and cats everywhere. And I actually just bought myself a camper because I've been living in their home. And I bought myself a camper. So I'm going to do kind of like the tiny house living thing and still on the property, but having, having my own space. And it's just it's everything I've ever wanted being out here. Aww. It's a perfect place to create.
0: That is so wonderful. Yeah. So I, so I'm curious. How did you join the serving circle? Who brought you? Um,
1: in? Jen uh, Jennifer Forster. Okay, um, and so
0: and so, listeners, she's actually from Australia too. So we're gonna we're gonna see how many Myronies we can put together because again, you're in near Toronto, Canada. I'm in San Jose, California. We met on a con, on on an Australian networking group, basically mm-hmm. because they're Australian. So how did you meet Jen, Jennifer?
1: I went to a meditation retreat um, that Kyle Cease was holding. Um, it was in California. Um, I was devouring a lot of his content he's his content is why I got into mandala art oh, as cool. well and so I went to one of his tr- retreats near me in up uh, upstate New York and then at that retreat there was the opportunity to go to this seven day meditation intense retreat in um, Sillamar, California. It's near San Francisco. And that's where I met Jen. Um, I was, I met kind of hooked up with a couple other people and became friends with them. And then the group just kind of grew as the week progressed. And, um, then after I was so glad that we kept in touch afterwards. And then she invited me to the serving circle and it was just a no brainer to jump into that. Oh my
0: God. So that's like even more unbelievable too, because Mm -hmm. In the sense of like, and, and Jen Forster, she's going to be a guest on this podcast down the line because she's all about synchronicity, which I'm like, you know, now it's my irony. Because again, my irony <laughs> is synchronicity in motion. So when we have these connections and these signs, we want to see what's the action that goes along with it. So I'm gl- so glad I asked this question because how I got into the serving circle was thanks to uh, Dan McPherson. And I mm-hmm. happened to meet Dan when I was beyond guided to go to an event down in LA. Like something was like, you know, go to LA. That's how I met Dan, who then connected me to Michelle Abraham. So going to give a shout out to my producer from Amplify U uh, that that produces his podcast. But then that's how I got into the serving circle. So it's like mm-hmm. what the whole, like, the fact that we are even connected is so unbelievable when you think about it because that that is actually based in Australia but it's actually because of two people that we met. We didn't even just meet them online. We actually mm-hmm. met them in person and then because of everything that's happened, you know, with COVID, which, you know, yes, there's been a lot of horrible things, you know, because of COVID, but the the gratitude I have for being able to connect with people globally you know, and us being able to have this conversation, we would have been staying in such a more, you know, uh, a, a little micro or, uh, community versus the macro community that has grown from this. So I absolutely love the fact that you've met Jen Forster because like, I just, I mean, I've talked to her, you know, virtually, but the fact that you actually met her and then, you know, led to this, is just amazing. So, okay, so you're you you got into mandala art because of this uh this this I'm uh, sorry, I forgot his name that you were saying. What was
1: his yeah, name? It's okay, Kyle C Kyle Cease. Kyle yeah.
0: Cees, okay. Yeah. And how did you find out about Kyle Cease?
1: Um, I was laying in bed one morning and trying to figure out why I was going to get out of bed, just kind of scrolling through Facebook really delaying getting out of bed because I'm like, I just, I just had no motivation at all to do anything. And I was just scrolling through Facebook and one of the trailers for one of his videos popped up and it was about a three minute long trailer. And after about 30 seconds, I was bawling my face off. And I, all I kept feeling was that more, 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 I just wanted more of what he was saying. Cause it just felt so good. And it felt like It felt like he was the one that was going to be able to turn this around. He was the, the light that kind of said, this is not going to last forever. You can, and you can do it. You don't have to wait for something to happen. You can do it. And I'm here to help you. And so after watching that three minute trailer, I went over to his website and he had a monthly membership where you could access all of his previous recordings from his events there was something ridiculous like 200 hours of his content and um so and also in that membership he got access to his Facebook group so I started devouring his content and one of the things he kept talking about was doing more things that were tens. and he said you know if you don't know what those are start just looking around and every time you see something on TV or in a magazine or online that you go, oh, that might be fun. He said, write it down. It doesn't have to be a 10 now, but write it down. Start noticing the things that spark your interest. And um, one of the ladies on his Facebook group actually posted, um, put a post up and said, I did it. I taught my very first mandala drawing workshop and it was wonderful. And I just took a look at the picture and all I thought in my head was, I I can do that and I want to do that. And so I went shopping and I bought as much stuff as I could. And I started off drawing mandalas. And then, of course, a Pinterest wormhole takes me all over the place. And that's when I saw the dot mandalas. And it was just such a natural progression. And he he kind of taught me to just follow those, follow those things, follow those things that just spark your interest and just do them, not because you need them to become anything, but just because you need. Something that you enjoy.
0: Oh my and
1: goodness.
0: I'm so glad I asked that question because <laughs> you know, so much about this is also being in action. So you just took action rather than thinking, you just acted. You're like, okay, this sounds amazing. I'm going to try this. And so, were you, did you recognize your artistic ability
1: young, like when you were younger? Were you an artist when you were younger or? It's so funny because um, I've I've never really identified as an artist. I've a crafter is kind of more how I always thought of myself because I would jump around from thing to thing. Like I spent a lot of time, a big chunk of time, doing polymer clay sculpture. I did um, crocheted macrame, plant holders. I did a lot. I was always creating something. And even when I look back at being a kid, I was always coloring or drawing. But I. I was never good at the realism. So because of that, I didn't always get great marks. And I was told that the symmetry stuff was not art when I was in school. So all the stuff that I really enjoyed, so that was put, it put it into a category. But I mean, I went to art camp every year from grade eight to grade 13 and did airbrushing and leather sculpture and all these different things all the time. So I always liked doing stuff and trying new things and just seeing what kind of came of it. Um, it's only kind of now that I'm like it was it was always a part of me but I had pushed it down because it wasn't valuable
0: at the time
1: and I wasn't good enough yeah Yeah, so you put
0: yourself in the box of that you're not an artist because you're not following the 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 guidelines of what's being considered an artist even though you absolutely were an artist and You know, you needed to expand a little bit more and find what it was that you really can ultimately connect it to. So that's incredible. Um, You know, it's uh, so did you grow up in the area that you're currently living or did you live somewhere else in Canada or?
1: Um, I grew up about uh, 45 minutes away from here, so not too far from where I am now. Um, I did live on the east coast of Canada for about 10 years. Um, I went to school there. And then I, so I went to school down there. Then I came back home for a couple of years. And then I went back because I was really, really unhappy being back here. And I went back and stayed there for about 10 years before. um, And while I was there, I ended up dating somebody new. We ended up getting married. And a year into um, our marriage, I got hospitalized Uh, when I was down in Boston on a work trip. I had um, a massive blood clot and at least two pulmonary embolisms. Oh my goodness the first question that I was asked, that, that I, that came back to me when I called him and said, you need to come and get me because I can't drive. They won't even let me leave the hospital was, well, I don't know if I can get the time off work. Oh. And so I was kind of going through all of this stuff. And I, I started to really understand that, you know, I can't do this for the rest of my life. This is not what life is supposed to feel like. This is not this is not who I am. And I, and that's when I think I really realized that I completely changed everything about me to make him more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I don't fault him for it. I think he loved me as best as he knew how. I really do. I don't think he did anything maliciously or to be nasty. He was, he was a good man. He just wasn't good for me. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't good for him. Yeah. In that way. Because I wasn't actually me with him. I was just I was always the hugger. Like I was always the one that made people uncomfortable because I hugged everybody and I was (laughs) arms wrapped around people and holding hands with anybody and everybody that would let me touch them. And he was so uncomfortable with that. So I, I blocked a lot of that stuff down. And I think when I, when it was something so big and so scary, I thought, you know, it is big and scary, but it's relatively short. What would happen if I got something, you know, I ended up with cancer or something that was more terminal, more long-term, more impact on everything. And I thought, you know what, this is, this is not the partnership for me at all.
0: Well, and that's where, you know, like when these really difficult things that happen in life, they end up in most cases, when we can start looking at it from that positive place is that it ends up being our biggest gift. You know, because if that hadn't happened, that might not have been your your aha moment that this Mm -hmm. is not the path you want to be following. And, you know, Mm -hmm. and and so it's like when we really truly through the any of the ugly that we go through and we somehow or, you know, when we want to say, oh, that, you know, that was so bad. There's always good somewhere. And if we can Mm -hmm. really look at it, it sometimes takes a while but when we become more in tune, we're able to start recognizing it much sooner. You know, for myself, it took me, oh my goodness, like 15 years since, you know, my my whole life fell apart, you know, with the person that I thought I was going to be with for the rest of my life. However, I, you know, and again, no fault to him, none at all. You know, we we all are on our own journeys, right? And we only do as best as we can. And if we're not doing as best as we can, it's because we don't have the awareness of how to even do any do do better, yes. I guess, but it's also, you know, so much of it also is fear, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, and so when we can also really be of that compassion and, you know, recognizing it as fear and love and everything in between, you know, so for whatever reason, your ex just didn't have that, you know, wasn't comfortable in that way. And so we can only do so much to help people grow themselves. But if, when we are being, you know, I always say, you know, we, we have two kinds of people, those that lift us up and those that tear us down or those that bring us down. And so, again, there is no fault, but it sounds like yeah. that was your that was your shift and you could have gone one way or the other. And so you chose yourself. And so was that I know um, in your in your bio, you talked about depression. And really, was that when that happened, or was there something else that led to that? Or was that when no. after that experience? Okay, so after that experience, did you feel like now you're a little bit more free? Now I that felt
1: a lot of relief.
0: Okay, so good. A lot okay. So, of so you immediately you had you had that, you know, rather yeah. than some people, they either feel that relief. Or they feel like, well, now what? And then they, you know, we, we kind of crumble and, you know, break a little bit. But okay, yeah. so, so you had that relief. And then, um, so what happened after you made
1: that shift? Um, so <clears throat> after that decision, like, yeah, I felt a tremendous amount of relief. And I just immediately, I knew it was the right thing because it just felt so much better. And, you know, like you say, when, when you look back and you start to see where did this all begin? Every time I look back, I can go further and further back to see more and more pieces. And, and it's like those clicking moments of like, oh, now I get why that happened. Because yeah. that led to that, which led to that, which led to that, which led to that. And I can see that nice big chain. Um, so after that ended, I moved back to Ontario. Um, I wanted to be closer to my parents. And a lot of my friends were up here and everything still. So I moved back to Ontario and... Um, the company that I was working for, you know, it's another one of those things that I'm grateful for because my relationship with him took me to the company I was working for. They, I was the first employee from there that they allowed to work from home. So they, so they allowed me to move back across the country and be the first remote employee. And oh, wow. that's what led to me starting my own business and then all of these other snowball things. Right. Um, but one of the first things that I did when I moved back up here and once I got my own apartment is I got my own dog because I and they're they're just it for me. They're <laughs> they're all of it. Right. And um, it was me and him against the world everything in my life revolved around him and I loved every second of it my Aww. friends weren't terribly happy that my my life revolved around him like he's just a dog I'm like nope he's my kid he's my partner he's the best yeah. thing about my day he I he's why I go outside he's why I get up in the morning he's why I do what I do well, and because,
0: because your dog is unconditional love yeah. unconditional love. We really actually Absolutely. don't understand true unconditional love, you know, yeah. it's, like it's, it's a very hard thing. I mean, I think the closest we can experience that is when we do have children, you know, like I don't have any children. So yeah. I, but that, that's, that's the only thing I could think is that you really, truly, truly like that level that no matter what, you know, yes. it, it never changes, but with, with animals, maybe not so much cats cats are a little bit more finicky yeah they're a little (laughs) not so
1: much on the unconditional love there's a lot of conditions
0: with exactly exactly (laughs) but with dogs it's just this beautiful unconditional love you know and so you wanted to give all this love and now you have this beautiful you know beautiful dog that you can give that to so that's wonderful so okay so so that that shift happened
1: and so, what happened after that? So, in so I got him in 2013, 2012. And then in the fall of type, two, so, just so we know, what type of dog yeah. is it? <laughs> uh, he, he was a husky retriever mix. Husky retriever yeah. mix. So okay. He looked like a retriever, but a short, he almost looked more like a yellow lab, but he had the curly, fuzzy tail of a husky. And just all legs. He was long and lanky and awkward and fantastic. And now we got to
0: ask, what was, it sounds like he passed what you're saying. Yeah,
1: that was, that was the thing that broke me. Oh, Um, that's the thing that broke you. Okay. So what was, what was his name? His name was Ranger.
0: Ranger. And
1: um, he was getting really sick. So I had, I took him to the vet and we got some tests and everything done. And on my on my birthday, my, on my 41st birthday, um, he was diagnosed with cancer. Oh. And, um, two months later, um, I had to make the decision to put him down. Yeah. I never, I've never made a decision like that. I had to decide that it was time to kill my best friend. Right? I know. It was, it was awful. It was it awful. that, it, that is
0: awful, but at least we can actually be humane about that. You know, like, yes. um, You know, like my father, he was, uh, you know, in May of 2004, thought he had the flu. June thought he had Lyme disease. July, um, July 4th weekend was when he was diagnosed with hard bone cancer. August 29th, he passed away. He passed away very quickly because I actually, you know, I was, I was engaged and married in six days and got married one week before he passed, but he passed away so quickly because he just allowed himself to kind of go. I really Mm -hmm. believe that. But the yeah. level of what he went through, why we're able to now I'm glad that there's, you know, it, this is becoming a little bit more um, yes. accepted where we get to choose when we know we're going to die. Do we really have to go to that level? Like, why do we feel it's, oh, it, you know, it's more humane for animals and we're, you know, we're happy, We're not able to do that. So the fact yeah. that you chose that then to let, let him suffer you know yeah. is that's actually the most that that's the greatest gift we can give someone you know and so yeah. i'm so sorry for for your Thank loss you. because you know when i mean Oof. i will i will admit i mean i've lost both my mom and dad to cancer and um my mom was my dad was not quite 67 when he passed. And then she had just turned 70 on December 1st of 2011. And six days later, she passed away and they both went very quickly. And to me, that was my, that was the greatest gift. That was such a, or not a gift. It was such a blessing that they didn't have to go through what others I've seen. And it's just like, oh, yes. it's so, so tough. But yeah, when it comes to animals, they're, they're, you know, they're little souls, and I mean, I think that they're. I think in some cases they're the little ascended masters that come back, and you know, completely.
1: Just yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, completely, totally, so, and and it just completely broke me because I didn't know how to function without him because my whole yeah. life had been built around him. And, and how long I didn't... ago was that? That was 2017. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I I was. I was just done. I didn't care. I, I didn't care about anything. I didn't care whether I ate. I didn't care whether I woke up in the morning because I just didn't, I didn't know what to do because he was such a source of joy for me. Right. And you know, and again, but that's again where the blessings come in because I didn't realize the extent that I really was not, I did not have any kind of relationship with myself It was a replacement in a way for what I didn't get in my marriage. And and it was wonderful because it allowed me to feel it and it gave me like, okay, well, I know I want to feel that again, but how do I do that without that focus to be able of something focused to give that, that too. And so that's, yeah, for about a year and a half, I just kind of, I went through the motions. I did the bare minimum. I put on my good face and I was a nobody had any idea what was going right. on. And I didn't want to Island. tell anybody. I didn't want to tell anybody because I didn't enjoy talking about it. I'm like, you know what, when I, I, it didn't make me feel better to talk about it. None of that stuff made me feel better. And I had friends ask me, well, why didn't you tell me? I'm like, and what were you going to do? Yeah. Were, because most people know? wouldn't
0: understand why you were that upset over a dog
1: in on well, a long yeah, and that's the thing. And, and that was a big thing too, because I, I didn't want to deal with that. And all I knew is that my, my pain was real and it was impacting my life. And I think with that, it was, it wasn't that I was trying to keep people out or didn't think that they had anything of value to give me, but I think I really understood, even if it wasn't conscious that, that it had to come from in here, it had to. And as much as I got that from Kyle cease. He was just the trigger because he was, he was the person that just kept saying, keep going, keep looking inward, keep going deeper, 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 keep asking yourselves these questions, keep, keep digging because you don't need anything else from out here. It is all in here and yeah. I'm going to be your guide to help you find it kind of That thing.
0: is exactly it. Yeah. And you know, that was what happened also on my side is that, um, you know, for those that have listened to this podcast, I share That it was the book, Dr. Brian Weiss, Many Lives, Many Masters, that was, you know, ironically gifted to me by my friend, you know, who took my wedding pictures the day before she moved away, when my life just absolutely fell apart. And, you know, it was that book that said exactly that. Your higher self chose everything that's happening. And even though you may not understand it, if you keep going, you will find out why. You will get those answers. You just have to mm-hmm. be curious enough and um, and you're resilient enough to just keep moving forward, right? And yeah. so then you really then see the gift of it, you know, and that is maybe that is why we don't live forever in this existence, because we have to go. That's the duality of life, you know, there's life and death. And we have to recognize that there's there's a reason for for it all, you know, this the 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 great um, I mean you know and in a joking way the great wizard of God you know like God is yes. master planner of how it's all created it's just it's 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 unbelievable right but when yeah. we can start putting those pieces together because even though your uh, Ranger was your greatest gift he also was his great your greatest gift in his passing because it allowed you to find who you really are. And now you get to share who you really are to then be able to do that. And you get to do this through this beautiful art known as mandala. So let's talk, let's, let's go into that. So you saw this um, picture of, of, of a mandala drawing and you said, yeah. okay, I can do that.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: and so so where did it lead from there?
1: So from there, I just kept, I just kept drawing. And I found that even when I was hanging out with friends, all I was thinking about was sitting and drawing. I took sketchbooks with me everywhere in case I had 10 minutes to sit and do some drawing. And I just, I wanted to do more and more and more. So in my kind of quest to learn more and follow more artists and see what people were doing out there and and learning different techniques, that's when I just started kind of digging through Pinterest and that's when I saw the painting. And when I saw the painting and the dot painting, um, I, it was another one. I'm like, I can buy paints at the dollar store. I can buy canvas at the dollar store. I've got rocks at the beach. That's 10 minute drive away from me by I, I started with uh, different size, crochet hooks as my dotting tools, and I already had all of this stuff. So it was so easy to just jump in and do it. And I was at the dollar store all the time anyway buying junk food so now I was buying paint (laughs) and it was so it was just so fun and I just I couldn't get enough of it no matter what I was doing no matter who I was with and I even find it now no matter what I'm doing and how much fun I'm having I'm always thinking about oh I'm I'm going to paint later what am I going to paint
0: what colors am I going to use
1: what am I going to work on so it was I just started to recognize that it was just always that thing in my head. And when we were hanging out with friends and stuff, I couldn't concentrate. I had a really, really hard time concentrating. And I see now that it was because a lot of those friend get togethers were people just sitting around and looking for an ear for somebody to complain with. Mm. And I started to find that really, really tiring. And I'm, I'm all for talking about it and getting it out and being honest and truly authentic, but it just became such a back and forth that like, we've been talking about the same thing for two hours and how is nobody tired of this yet? That's where,
0: that's where, you know, in our, in our, in our other conversations and, you know, the spiritual side of what I do is I'm trying to show people how to get off that spiritual, uh, merry-go-round, you know, because what we have to do is we have to gain ownership of everything. Of absolutely yeah. everything, and stop this victimhood of why did this happen to me, and how could that person do that, and blah blah blah, you know. And so, mm-hmm. and and so we do. We we gain kind of those uh, like the meter of like, yeah, we can only handle so much, you know. Like let's look at it from this beautiful, more you know, half uh, the glass half full versus the glass half empty mentality. And so, yeah. So you were able to put everything into your art. Well, I'm so curious, have you, I, I'm trying to blank and, um, but that's because it's our private conversation, but I keep getting Akashic reading, you know, ask about the Akashic reading because yes. with Deanne. So we're going to give a shout out to our friend Diane Riendo of Rose Hope uh, International, which is rosehope.ca. She's an incredible Akashic record reader and a dear friend and mentor of mine. And And, you know, also, like, I'm so curious as what you discovered in that connected to your art, because you have to have been doing this for many lifetimes to have that kind of passion,
1: right? Like, well, it it was it was really, really funny, because I got so much validation from that conversation with her and validation that I didn't know that I was even wanting to hear. I
0: know that's what's the best part yeah. about the Akashic reading. So for listeners who don't know oh. what the Akashic reading is, it's basically going into our soul record. It's this beautiful prayer that takes it to a higher consciousness. And our friend is so beyond gifted. I call her Ooh. an oracle. <laughs> so I I recommend everybody, you know, connecting with Deanne um, because it, it, it's unbelievable. But it really is that validation because you already know these things. And you know, that's what it's even um, you, you, where it's like our soul already knows we just have to remember. And then yeah. it's like, because how does it make sense how we some of us are so gifted in certain areas? If we didn't do that before, are we really just naturally going to be able to pick up something? No, maybe it's our past lives that have been building and building and building and in each time, but maybe it's also because Each time our soul is growing and growing closer to that love and compassion, that is ultimately what we're trying to get to that is known Mm -hmm. as God, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
0: so, so I'm so curious if you don't mind sharing, what was the validation that you received within that?
1: Um, Within, before we even got into the, the actual reading itself, she said, I've got to ask you, she said, did you lose a baby? And I said, no. Um, and then we just kind of went on. And then we got into the reading. And she told me that I have been um a witch healer in multiple lifetimes. I've been exiled from communities because of that before, which um, but I also, she said, I also used to work with dragons. And and so she got into that and I was like, this is awesome. This is so cool. That's so badass. Yeah. I'm, totally. I was, I used to be a zookeeper when I was growing up. I wanted to be a zookeeper. So I've always worked around animals. And I'm like, of course I was a dragon keeper in a previous (laughs) life, but a zookeeper (laughs) now makes total sense. And then she just got really, really quiet. And then she said, it wasn't a human child that you lost.
0: Mm, Yep. Ranger came through.
1: Yeah. And she said, you need to know that you have had multiple, multiple lifetimes with him. Yeah. You have strong soul connection with him and you will continue to stay connected to him and you will get to have more lifetimes with him this is not over and that was lovely
0: oh my god (laughs) yeah no it's uh it's so incredible and i mean i know the listeners like wait dragon keeper like wait what yeah you know but it's funny because my parents so i have mediumship abilities and so i can communicate um but my parents came through during my first reading Mm-hmm. And they were the one, they actually said to, they, they, they gave the message, I need to do deeper soul work. Now, for those that know, I am I am now embracing, you know, I had this experience um, uh, six years ago where I, I don't know how, but I somehow spent 24 hours with God. If anybody wants to hear that story, go to Sense of Soul podcast and look up the episode from uh, February 22nd of 2021. And I tell my story there. But, you know, I can't explain it, but I'm embracing it. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to put myself out there because it was so unbelievable. I don't know why I was the one being, you know, being given this opportunity or, this, you know, beyond the blessing or gift or whatever you want to call it. But it was so funny because I had this experience and then there's these beautiful, you know, channeled messages, which, you know, that's what I do with my intuitive soul sessions and and with the groups that I have brought together. But the thing was, and I didn't channel the messages, it it came through somebody else, because I realized that if people, if I said, okay, I had this experience and I channeled these messages, no one would believe me, right? So I've had these spiritual like tools and, um, you know, this experience being with me for years. And then last September was when I did my first reading. And my parents came through and they said, you need to do deeper soul work. And I'm like, what the heck deeper soul work do you need me to do? And it was to do the Akashic. (laughs) And so I actually worked with Deanne one on one, and we just kept getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's just so um, I love the fact that because it's like everything comes through it's not just a past life regression because it's it's connecting our souls and you know and and for listeners like you know when when you look at your animals if you don't think that's like a little person why wouldn't, you know, maybe sometimes we we were like, you know what, we're just going to take a break and we're going to come back. But I have a theory actually, when we come back as, as dogs is that we, we needed to learn a little bit of like obedience or something, you know, maybe we were because, you know, the dogs are the only things that we're <laughs> the only animal where we're like, you know, no, you don't get to eat. No, you, you know, you, you, you don't get to go outside right now. No, no, you, you, you wait, you know, <laughs> it's kind of yep, funny. Totally. Totally. But then they're just this level of unconditional love. So, mm-hmm. so then, mm-hmm. in addition to, because we've all been apparently witches and you know hung and you know burned at stakes God. and you know all that. But, but, and you know, we're all joking aside of that, when we're looking at it from a healing perspective, because what you're doing with your with your art is absolutely healing. It's it's meant to the energy and the passion that's going, that's coming through that, which we're about to go into. But what did you discover as an artist in, in your Akashic? Did, did that, did that come up at all? I'm just so curious.
1: Um, It came up kind of in a roundabout way um, because the overwhelming message that was really coming through to me was that, first she told me that I was clairsentient, claircognizant, clairaudient, and clairvoyant. Oh yeah. And and she said, you "You have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I said, I don't even know what half of that means. Maybe one day I should learn how to kind of tap into those. And I'd really like to one of these days, but what, what she basically said, she goes, it doesn't even matter what those things are. What you need to understand is that you You have a natural ability to tune into your intuition on a level that a lot of people need to be taught how to do. And the reason you're so uncomfortable and in so much pain is because you are not letting your intuition guide you. And she said, you know, that's why when you're painting, you're not thinking about it. She said, do you plan what you're doing? And I said, no, she says, you just sit down and you've got a blank square in front of you and you just do it. She said, that's why it feels so good to you. Is it because you're just tapping into that intuition and you're getting into almost a meditative state when you do it and you don't care where it takes you You don't, you don't care what's going to come of it. You just want to do it. You yeah. just want to be in that state. And she said, if you can really start listening to that intuition, so she said, start listening to what thoughts come up and ideas come up while you're painting. Pay attention to how you feel while you're painting, depending on what you're listening to in the background. She said, really start to hone in on what is the part of that process and the components that you can add to it that really make it feel the best because that's when you're going to start channeling stuff. You're going to start channeling ideas and you're going to get those other pieces of intuition. Just like when I saw the picture and said, I want to do that. She said, that's what you're listening for. So that was the big thing from that is tune into the intuition and trust it.
0: Well, you know, and that's what my irony is, is you see a sign and then you trust that inner knowing, you know? And so for those that don't know, clairvoyancy is when you see things, clairaudience is when you hear things, clairsentience is when you feel things, and claircognizance is when you just know things. And that's my strongest gift is claircognizance. I have no idea why I know what I know. I feel like I'm just wearing a blindfold many times. I'm I'm wondering if I'm going to like, you know, somewhere, I I don't know where I'm going to end up sometimes. I'm like, why am I doing this? But it's it's really funny how those, but, but when you stay so, so, so true to that inner knowing to your heart, to your soul, I believe we cannot be guided wrong. Even when we Mm -hmm. go down a path that we're like, seems like it's the darkest path ever. It actually could be the path that we just have to keep going. And There's a you know looking at it as a tunnel. You know if you just keep walking, it may be pitch black. But if you just keep walking, eventually you're going to get through and you're going to see the light. And it's going to be the most brilliant light you've ever seen because you've been in so much of the darkness. And so it's like you know for for everyone, it's just like just keep moving forward, but never go against that. I think that that's our compass. I I do. I believe it's our compass from God and. Again, for anybody who's listening for the first time, I say God is love with an awesome sense of humor. I'm not talking about the religious God that we, we bring into our, our understanding. You know, That's where in this logo of Winky behind me, that's how I represent God in that way. Because if we don't see the humor and um, and also, I mean, like look at what life is, it's these cryptic clues that get left for us that it's up to us to put together. But what if we start putting all these clues together, then there's an even greater picture, right? And so now we're going to go into the mandala art side because you obviously your, I mean, I see your art and it just evokes such a level of emotion within me. And now I was giving the message, you're you're bringing God's energy into your art. Honestly, that was the message I received Mm -hmm. when you were just telling me that you are really truly because the level of uh, awareness and and passion and love and everything that's going into that. So every time you're just pouring that in, and that's where your, your intuition is just literally just, you know, exploding in that sense. And so to, to what you're going to be able to create more and more and more of, but the fact that you're also sharing how others can discover this passion within themselves, so how, um, so first you were just doing it for yourself and then mm-hmm. you put yourself on TikTok. Is that like, cause I know, <laughs> uh, I mean, your Instagram is strong, but it's your TikTok that's like crazy strong. So because yeah. like, like, well, it's also TikTok is able, we're able to beat the algorithms, right? So we mm-hmm. we're able to get our, our information or messages out there much easier. So yeah. what- put you on tiktok what was the first thing that you decided like why did you do it
1: well i was already kind so this was at the beginning this was in say end of january and into february so the pandemic hadn't started yet um but i was starting to do enough of my artwork and i was having enough friends say hey you know you should do some craft shows and sell your stuff and already kind of had it in the back of my head that yeah it'd be pretty cool if that was just you know my business one of these days and I didn't have to do my other job anymore because I just really wasn't happy there I, I was tired of going through those same cycles and I so I was sitting at home one day just doing some painting and I, I was listening to um I listened to a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk and he said if you're not on TikTok if at number one if you think that there's not a market for what you do, he said, you're crazy. There's a market for everything. There's an 18 year old kid who has a YouTube channel and he makes 80 grand a year talking about peanut butter. So if you think there's no market, you gotta wrap your head around it and say, there's something, there's a market for everything. He said, but if it's not coming from your heart and if you're not being real, it's not going to go anywhere. You have to do what the thing is that you really enjoy. He said, and if you're not on TikTok, he said, I'm telling you that TikTok is where, where it's at now, where Facebook was in 2012. He said, so if you're not on there, do. And so I just thought, what the hell? Why not? So I just thought it would be fun. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. I know nothing about it. And then um, after about a month of being on TikTok and posting pretty consistently, it was just fun. I was enjoying doing it. I was getting a, a couple thousand followers and I was just like, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know what I'm doing. I have no people are like, what's your strategy? I'm like, I, 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 don't have I don't know. I just have fun with it and I post when it's fun. And then I had a a video go viral and I jumped up to 60,000 followers in the period of about a week and a half. Oh my goodness. Wow. Full on mental breakdown, full on mental breakdown. I had no idea what to do with it because I didn't have an Etsy shop set up. I didn't have a website. I didn't know how to price anything. I knew I, I. I had no idea. And so I started beating myself up a lot. So that was one of the lows that I had to go through to be able to say, you know what, that wasn't the time for this success that you're looking for, because that's not actually what you're looking for. That wouldn't have made you happy. That would have been a band aid, and it wouldn't have actually done anything. So it, but it was cool because it really helped me get a lot more confidence. TikTok has completely changed my life. Like, let me be super, super clear to all of the listeners there. TikTok changed my life. I will, I check Facebook for five minutes, Instagram for maybe five minutes. I do what I have to do there. I spend all of my time on TikTok just because it's a happy place to be. And I feel like I'm learning so much and it's expanding what I want to learn about and all of those things. And it's such a wonderful supportive community. You don't get the hate that you tend to see on some of these other platforms. And I just, I just said, okay, well, I can't fix what I didn't, couldn't do over there. That's okay. I had to sit and ask myself, does this mean I don't want to do this anymore? Do I think that I screwed up enough that that means that I can't continue to go forward? And the answer was, that's not an option because I'm not giving this up. There's yeah. no way I'm giving this up. So I better figure it out and be ready to just pull up and start again and, and do it again. And I'll do it as many times as it takes to keep feeling good. And at any moment, if I ask myself that question and I say, yeah, I think I'm done, then I'll be done, but it's not now. And so I just, I just kept going. Well, and for the listeners,
0: when we're talking about our TikTok following, I, I actually took a screenshot of this earlier, uh, because. She's got, uh, Jamie has over 142,000 followers, 2.9 million likes. Like we're not talking just a little bit on TikTok. <laughs> we're talking like big freaking deal on TikTok. But your heart and your passion and, and the handle is at Mandala Love Affair. And this love affair that you have with the mandalas is just, it's, it's so unbelievable. But I love the fact that your story is, well, your story is one big myrony, really. <laughs> it really is, isn't it? Isn't it? It's one like you're, after another. Yeah, you're, like my yeah. story of how I came up with myrony is I'm one big myrony. You're one big myrony of your of what you've created with the mandalas. Like it's just, it's unbelievable when we put it together. And, and so I'm so excited. And I'm just going to make this announcement now that you and I are going to be partnering together to bring the mandala art to, you know, that's my irony gonna be having an online shop and we're gonna have coffee mugs and we're gonna have a little prayer stones with Winky in the middle and the coffee mugs will all have Winky and you know, because that's (laughs) how we're bringing God to this world in this fun, magical, in also miraculous, let's bring the fun back in. Let's really like, you know, like that's what, why can't we bring that energy? Because we don't need to put any of this into a box. This box needs to be broken. And I believe you and I coming together in this way, we're going to be able to bring the actual physical of what this energy is. And I'm just so grateful, honored, blessed, and like, Mm -hmm. I can't wait. I'm so excited for this because it's going to be so fun. It's going to be so much fun. Like, I just keep getting like chills just rolling through my body through this whole conversation because (laughs) because my gifts have been coming out more and more too because I'm I I Dan told me the same thing that I'm clairvoyant clairsentient I have them all you know and (laughs) my strongest one of claircognizance but I have been blocked because I couldn't recognize all of them because (laughs) I would have missed the clues if I had seen them you know like you you have to things evolve the way they're meant to evolve, right? And, um, and I feel like now that everybody, all the pieces of the people coming together, now we're all gonna be able to start really making this transformation and this impact in the world that we're all hoping to be able to do, where rather than us just having our individual voices, which are strong, what if we unite them? What if we unite all our talents together because as I say, I say this all the time, Myrony is not my word. I'm just a messenger. It just so happens that my last name's Myronic and everyone has these Myronic experiences, just not the way I spell my last name, but it's not my word. It's not, you know, and it's kind of like, like I, 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 I have a feeling it's like you're a messenger of the mandala of the art. Like you're like, it's, it's yours, but it's not yours because you give it to everyone. Does that make sense? Is that, is that mm-hmm. how you kind of feel? Because that's what I'm kind of cooling. Yeah, because you're like you're not you're not like this is just mine, you know, this is no right. No. Because yeah, because you're you're creating for others, but your 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 gifts, which are your spiritual gifts, which how much better do we want? And I mean, really, do we want to look at let's look at pretty much anything that's done when you know, writing, draw art, anything like When we don't think it's coming from us, well, we're channeling something, you know, whether it's coming from (laughs) us internally, but what if we start connecting from this much, you know, bigger way of looking at it, right? And so you're just channeling the most beautiful energy. And that's what I was getting is that, Mm -hmm. you know, God's working through you to put this in the physical of where, of what this greater love, compassion, and also fun is meant to be. So I, I'm just, I'm just so, so, so excited for the future of what yeah. we really can create together because everybody needs to have your work in their house on multiple oh. levels
1: <laughs> your, you. and
0: not, not your work, your art, your passion, your love. Like, it's just, and so, okay. So how can the listeners find you? Cause I know you have your shop set up and what's the best way for, for them to find you?
1: Um, if you want to reach me directly, um, to talk to me at all, um, an instant message on Instagram or Facebook is the best thing I'm in on Mandala love affair on every platform. Um, my website is Mandala Um, so anywhere that there's that you want to send me a message or to check everything out. I do. For the most part, anything that you see on Instagram or on Facebook is stuff that's just been pushed over from TikTok anyway. So whether you're on TikTok or not, you're still going to see that same content. I go live at least twice a week on TikTok. I do a Facebook Live tutorial every Saturday. It's free to attend 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern time if you want to learn how to do this. I have a lot of people that come and they say, I'm not painting. I just, I just like the energy and I just like to be here. And that's when I started to realize that, you know, the mandalas and the artwork, as much as it is something for other people that they can buy and have it in their home, it's very much a byproduct of what I'm actually doing, which is, you know, one, one of the things, sorry, I'm going to kind of tangent off for a second. Yeah, of course. (laughs) One of the things that kind of has always made me uncomfortable is when people will say to me, you know, I wish I could do that. I wish I was as talented as you. And, And that just makes me physically uncomfortable because I don't feel like it's a talent. I feel like it's a skill that I've developed. And because I enjoy it so much, the practice is easy. I said, this isn't that I was just born able to do this. I'm able to do this and do this well, because I practice a lot and I practice a lot because there's nothing else that I want to do. So I do this hours a day, every day for the past two years. So I've developed my skill and I look at other artists that are out there and I think, okay, so there's still more to learn. I can do whatever I want with this. I can keep, I can continue to create my own style. And when people say, I wish I was as talented as you say, I'm sure there's so many things that you do that I'm not talented at. This isn't about talent. This is about recognizing this is something that I love to do and it's valid. Uh You know, it's not frivolous. It's not immature. It's not all of these things that we hear from society. It's not productive, right? It doesn't need to be life right. is supposed to have joy in it. We're so it's one of the things we're supposed to experience along with all of the other emotions of having this human experience. Joy is one of them. That's why we're here is to experience all of this stuff. And if you can give I keep telling people just give yourself permission to play. I don't care if it's painting mandalas, I don't care if it's drawing mandalas. I don't care if it's picking up sticks in the woods. If it's something that you love to do, give yourself permission to do it for the sake of being happy. And just because you enjoy it, people are going to judge you for it. People are going to tell you they don't like it, that it's not useful, that it's not productive, that they don't understand it, that they think you should be doing something else. You you can't care. You can't. Right. Because, you know, one of the biggest quotes that ever hit me was, I listen to a lot of Abraham Hicks when I'm painting. Uh um, And and, and that's another spot where you see the humor from God too, right? Because a lot of the things that say, I'm like, oh, that's good. Right. And it gets you. And that was one of the things with Kyle Cease too. He's hilarious. And, but one of the biggest things that they ever said um, that really, really hit me was that Our emotions are our GPS, just like you said, with our compass. And our only job is to listen to that. And if we can have fun and be able to follow that joy, the doors that are going to open up are just going to happen. And we're, and we're, it's just going to start to be this river that we're just going to let carry us and go down. We don't need to be fighting these emotions or fixing things all of the time. Right. And and to continue to do those things that just keep you in that place of a high vibration and in alignment and whatever that thing is, is what you got to do. Absolutely. You just got to do it. Oh, I love that so much.
0: I mean, this, mm-hmm. this conversation has just been so incredible. I'm again, just so excited for what we're going to be able to co-create together, you know, in bringing, cause it, it is all about just bringing this greater awareness. And I love the fact it's just, but it's also being an action of it. We have to be in the motion. We have to take those steps, even that first step, you know? And um, so I just thank you again so much for joining me today. And so again, everybody, you know, go check out Mandala Love Affair, literally everywhere, but also what's your website that they can go and find you at?
1: Uh, Okay.
0: And that's where they can go for your, your online shop and all of that. Wonderful. Well, Jamie, thank you again. This has just been so wonderful. And to the listeners, I'll see you next time. Thank you all for joining me on That's Myrony podcast. I hope you enjoyed the Myronic stories shared today and possibly got you to connect to the Myronies in your own life. As you listen to this podcast, you'll start catching signs that are so subtle but can have the biggest impact on your life. So pay attention to that inner voice and watch the Myronies appear in your life, just like the guest in my next episode. And please connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and that's myrony.com, where you can share your unbelievable Myronies. Also, if you enjoyed what you heard and can take a moment to like, comment, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting platform, it would mean so much because that is how others are able to find this podcast. Finally, please also tell your friends and family about Myrony because wouldn't it be fun to see people share their Myronies on social media in addition to their selfies? And remember, if something happens that makes you say, well, that's ironic, it's not ironic at all it's Myronic. Now that's Myrony. See you next time.